None of the people telling you to worry about coronavirus are actually worried about coronavirus. Oh, I have a lot for you tonight. We got Kira Davis on the show. Let's go have some fun. Sturgis, South Dakota, is going to be a, there's a gathering right now of some 700,000 people. Last year, it was a smaller turnout, and it was over about 150,000 people, and it and it led to a massive outbreak in the Dakotas, where they became number one and number two uh, for essentially the rest of the calendar year of cases. What do you expect this rally to do to that part of the country? There comes a time when you're dealing with a public health crisis that could involve you, your family, and everyone else, that something supersedes that need to do exactly what you want to do. I mean, you're going to ultimately be able to do that in the future, but let's get this pandemic under control before we start acting like nothing is going on. Hmm. He's very concerned. He's very, very concerned. Haven't you heard there's a big biker rally? I mean... My goodness, people are going to die. It's a super spreader event, right? How often have you heard that? It's a super spreader event. Look at all those super spreaders. Grandma's going to die. Millions will die. He had a lot to say about a biker rally in the Dakotas. Hang on to that for just one moment. We're going to return to it. I want you to imagine something. Let's, Let's walk through something with me here. I want you to imagine that I'm in charge and, and you live with me. We live in a house. And I tell you, I look out the window one day and you say, Jesse, what are you doing? And I'm looking out the front window and I say, hey, on the front lawn out there, they've planted a bunch of landmines. If you go out on that front lawn, you're going to die. Just avoid the front lawn. Don't you dare touch the front lawn. And the next morning you wake up and pour yourself a cup of coffee and wipe the sleep out of your eyes and you walk over to the front window and you see me walking around the front lawn like it's nothing. Okay, it's a little weird. You bring it up to me and I just kind of ignore it and then the next day you see the same thing. But I'm still telling you, stay off the front lawn. Don't go on the front. You'll die if you go on the front lawn. And yet every morning you wake up and I'm out on the front lawn. What would that tell you about me? Would it tell you I'm a hypocrite? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, obviously. But what else would it tell you? What would it really tell you? Now you know, don't you? You see, Dr. Fauci and all, everybody, they had a lot to say about a big biker rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. Would highly recommend it if you ever get the chance, by the way. Those are fun people. He had a lot to say about that. He didn't have anything to say about the 100,000-person music festival in Chicago. And it's weird that he didn't have anything to say about Obama's birthday party. No masks, no distancing. Hugging, music. I tell you what, Mr. Producer, do me a favor. I'm going to ask you to play that for me again. This time, because you're focusing on the DJ taking the video and you're focusing on Obama, white guy dancing there, I want you to ignore all them. I want you to look past them. It's a little harder to see. And I want you to look back at the crowd back there. And as you look at it, it's just a quick little video. I want you to do something for me. 
and try not to have your blood pressure raised too much, but I want you to do something for me. I want you to think about all the people, maybe you, who couldn't go say goodbye to their dying father and mother in a hospital last year because of coronavirus. You better be worried. I want you to think about all the kids, maybe your kids, but all the kids you saw and heard about weeping over their computers trying to learn math through a Zoom call. Kids in face masks passing out on the track field. I want you to think about the government filling in skate parks with sand. I want you to think about, well, they did this by me, the public parks where people go shoot hoops, you know, exercise that thing. They took down the basketball hoops. I want you to keep that in mind. And Mr. Producer, right now, I want you to play this video again and look behind, look past Obama at all the people there watching. Mad yet? I mean, coronavirus is really, really deadly, right? We all should be, gosh... We all should be scared. My goodness, we have to surrender our freedoms, otherwise we'll all die. Don't you know? We're all gonna die if we don't surrender our freedoms. And you know what's really weird? All the people who've been telling me that, well, they're all at that party. Why are they out in the front yard dancing in the minefield? Unless there's not really a minefield. Oh, well, I know. New York Times, remember, I want you to remember Donald Trump's presidency. Four years where they told us, remember all the journalist articles about how great journalism is and how great journalists are? We're speaking truth to power. What a stupid phrase. We're keeping him in check, defending democracy. We're basically like the military. Remember how they told you that? Well, Barack Obama throws a massive party in the middle of a supposed COVID ramp up across America. And this is what the largest newspaper in America had to say about it. Here's from the New York Times. Uh, Other people said, you know, this is really being overblown. They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. and, And this is just about optics. It's not about safety. I love, I love when they screw up. You see, these people live in such a bubble every now and then they forget and they speak on camera the same way they speak in front of their friends did you catch that part you catch the main part of that the sophisticated (laughs) these people are going to be fine they're the sophisticated types not like those rubes in south dakota who vote republican these are the sophisticated types And it's crazy, the people who went to this party, and now we have all these leaked pictures now, and they're singing and dancing and dining with no masks on and hugging and kissing, and life is fun. Because I remember, I remember every one of these people over the last year and a half saying things to me. What was it? What was it they loved to tell me? We're all in this together. Haven't you heard? We're all in this together. Go home, hide, mask, cover up. Don't go bury your mother. We're all in this together, you selfish jerk. That's weird because look at those names. Go ahead, do an internet search for yourself and look at those names and look at all the things they've said to you about coronavirus. Instructions for you. I mean, I do notice John Legend was on that list. 
John Legend, he's on that list. Now, that's just one example of many. They're all, I could get them all like this. I'm just singling out John Legend. But John Legend, pictured there, party, no mask. We have this from John Legend last week. It's not like we had to dig into the archives last week. Being unvaccinated and or unmasked at a large indoor gathering is literally begging to get COVID. Don't do that to yourself, your family, or your neighbors. Hmm. Now, does that make John Legend a hypocrite? Yeah, but is that really the lesson you should take from this? He's dancing on the front lawn, and what he told you was a minefield. Maybe it's not a minefield. We had this idiot Aaron Rupar in November. Remember? It's party time outside the White House after Biden lost the election. Hmm. Then the same day, people stormed a college football field and he lectured them about the pandemic. It's weird. What is all this telling you? What should all this be telling you? These people are not concerned about coronavirus. These are supposedly all the people in the know, the leaders of society, the ones supposed to be telling you and I what we're supposed to be doing. And they've managed to scare such a huge portion of this society on the way to the studio today. I saw a young man look to be fit, I would guess in his 20s, walking outside by himself on the sidewalk here in Houston, Texas with a mask on his face and rubber gloves on his hands. We have mentally destroyed people in this country on top of all the economic destruction and we did it for something they don't appear to be worried about. Now here's the problem we're going to have. You and I. Here's the problem we're going to have to overcome. We'll do the best we can to overcome it together, but I don't know that it can be overcome. There's an old saying, and I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I'm going to screw this up and I didn't prepare properly for the show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It just popped into my head. Mark Twain had an old, old phrase, something to the effect of, it's easier to fool a man than to get him to admit he's been fooled. It's probably pretty close to accurate. This is what we're going through now. Not the crazies who are still walking down the sidewalks by themselves outside with a mask on. Let's set them, let's set the true believers aside. Undoubtedly, we've, we've got some people who are beyond help. How many people out there right now bought into all this early on? Maybe you did, and that's understandable. The system's powerful. Everybody told you everyone was gonna die, right? What if, what if you bought in early on? How many people out there bought in early on? Oh my gosh, get little Bryson home from school. How many of them now have caught on to the game and they know and they realize all this is crap and they're just too ashamed to admit it? It's tough to admit you're wrong, right? I mean, I was wrong once, but I still haven't admitted it. Here's Rand Paul. It's time for us to resist. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed although I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. 
President Biden, we will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves towards a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. There is no reason for mask mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in school and are being harmed physically and psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom during the last year. We won't allow it again. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not, not this time, I choose freedom. Rand Paul, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and get him on the show soon. Rand Paul, I'm hard on Republicans. Look, I'll be, I'll be honest, full disclosure, I'm about to trash Republicans next. Rand Paul's a credit to the Republican Party. We could use a whole lot more of it. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, talk about making you uncomfortable. Your home title was vulnerable. You, you probably have this old way of thinking because I had this way of thinking until it happened to me that my home title's locked in some dark bank vault somewhere. No one could get to it. No, those were the old days. Your home title's online now. It's part of the cloud. And there are people whose only job is to go out there and steal it. They'll forge your signature on it, take a loan out against it, or four loans against it or more, and bankrupt you and get you evicted from your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now because I have a gift for you. If you go there right now, you can put in your address and see if you're already a victim of it because you might be and you don't know. That's a $100 value right now. HomeTitleLock.com. While you're there, sign up. Protect yourself. We'll be back. We got a mountain to climb, don't we? I mean, as a nation, we have a mountain to climb. This is a lot of work to do. This, this crazy cultural Marxist madness doesn't look like it's slowing down. And I'll be frank with you about something. And you may already know this. You've been watching the show for a while. I'm assuming, but you may already know this. I get more frustrated with Republicans than I do with the communists themselves. Why? Well, it's all about expectations. All about expectations. I expect the communists to do everything in their power to destroy this country, bankrupt this country, like this infrastructure bill we're going to get to in a minute. I expect that. I know that. I know what I'm getting. They're the enemy. They want to destroy the country I want to save. I got that. We have our sides. The lines are drawn. It is what it is. May the best man win. I get so frustrated at the people who are supposed to be on our side constantly handing the other side W's and never returning one, ever, never gaining ground. This, this insane bill, have you seen this infrastructure bill? It's terrible. It's got so much garbage in there. It has CRT stuff in there. It has Green New Deal. There's even a study, get this, there's a study. Oh, don't get me wrong, it's just a study. There's a study on a mileage tax. Yes, that's right, the federal government in this bill is doing a study on whether or not they can charge you when you drive by the mile. Sounds like a great bill, right? Sounds insane. I mean, it seems like yesterday, if somebody would have brought this up, every Republican would have been like, no way. Oh, well, Trump even came out and said it's the start of the Green New Deal. I mean, it's a disaster. 
18 Republicans voted for it. Mitch McConnell, Roy Blunt, Richard Barr, Shelley Moore Capito, Susan Collins, Kevin Kramer, John Hoven, Lisa Rakowski, Rob Portman, Jim Risch, Mitt Romney, Tom Tillis, Deb Fisher, John Corn, Roger Wicker, Dan Sullivan, Mike Crapo, and Bill Cassidy. The best, though, I do, I, I have to, I love, I love this one. I love this one. The best is Cassidy. He's that scumbag from Louisiana. He not only goes out and votes to advance a bill that is basically packing the Democratic agenda into one bill and calling it infrastructure, he then, instead of apologizing, backing off, changes his votes, goes on some nine or ten tweet thread scolding the rubes like you or I for not getting behind the bill blatantly lying about what's in it. At one point in time, I'm not making this up, at one point in this tweet thread, I would encourage you to go check it out, Cassidy actually says, there's not a mileage tax in the bill. It's just a study to see if we can do one. Honestly, if I had to describe the right and why the right has completely lost every cultural institution to the left, if I had to describe why, I would just take that statement from Cassidy and put it in the dictionary as a definition. It's not a mileage tax. They're just studying to see how one would work. What are you worried about? That perfectly describes the right. Never taking ground. Never putting the enemy on their heels. Never playing offense. Constantly losing, just losing a little less, and then turning to you and saying, look at the W I got you guys. Look how great this is. It's not a mileage tax. It's just a study to see if you can do one. Here he is on CNN. Some governors, uh, like Ron DeSantis in Florida, Greg Abbott in Texas, they're blocking local officials from imposing restrictions like mask mandates. So you disagree with Governor DeSantis? I do disagree with Governor DeSantis. The local officials should have control here. I, I don't want top-down from Washington, D.C. I don't want top-down from a governor's office. And whenever politicians mess with public health, um, usually it doesn't work out well for public health. And ultimately, it doesn't work out for the politician because public health suffers and the American people want public health. See that? Again, perfectly describes the Republican Party. Oh, these mask mandates are terrible. Oh, don't, don't actually do something about it. What? No, 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 I'll, I'll complain about them. Oh, I don't like them at all, but oh, you want me to actually do something and get my hands dirty? Ooh, that sounds icky. That's the Republican Party in a nutshell. That's why I don't call myself a Republican anymore. I'm an anti-communist. Whatever will stop these communist hordes from finishing off this country they've worked on so well, that's what I'm all for. And the problem is, we have so much work to do, we can't beat these people while constantly having to fight our own side as well. We can't have Bill Cassidy anymore. We can't. We can't have Mitt Romney. We can't have Lisa Murkowski. We can't have John Corrin. These people suck. We got, we got, we have to do better. All right. Now, quality matters a lot, especially when it comes to things that may save your life. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll be honest. I don't buy expensive clothing. I don't. Not a style guy, not a fashion guy. Why? I don't view it as important. You know what I spend my money on? I spend my money on shoes, because you're on your feet all day. A bed, because you're in bed a third of your life. I spend my money on tires, because my entire family rides in my vehicle, and their lives may, on the, may depend on those tires. 
and I spend my money on my holsters and my weapons for quality. Northwest Retention Systems gives you quality. Your holster is not a pouch. It has to last and it has to perform, and it has to perform when you need it most. And if you keep buying cheap junk from these big box stores, it will fail you. Go to NorthwestRetentionSystems.com. Use the promo code JESSE, you get 10% off. You'll love all the designs, and it's all custom-made quality. We'll be back. Vaccines are the single most important um, way of dealing with COVID. We've always dealt with, or since 1850, we've dealt with vaccines in schools. It's not a new thing to have immunizations in schools. And I think that on a personal matter, as a matter of personal conscience, I think that we need to be working with our employers, not opposing them, on vaccine mandates. I've decided I love Randy Weingarten in her Beach Boys haircut for a very specific reason. To talk about that, Kira Davis, the editor-at-large for Red State. Kira, I've decided I love this woman because I want everybody out of these garbage government schools and homeschooled, and I think she's done more for that than you or I combined in our entire life. Yeah, we really should be thanking Randy Weingartner. <laughs> I mean, she has been... This whole year has really taken the mask off of what happens in public schools and teachers unions and where their their actual loyalties lie. And I just can't believe that Weingarten is so committed to this narrative. I mean, I think it must be that she, that I know it is that the unions have a lot to gain by forcing vaccinations among children. They're heavily invested in some of these pharmaceutical companies. Uh, and, and so there is a lot going on underneath the surface and it's nice that the mask has been ripped off here. Weingarten's right, vaccines have been a part of education for years and years and years. I mean, you know, when you register your kids in public school every year, you gotta bring your vaccination records, but you have the right to also re refrain from vaccinating your kids. And you simply sign a waiver. It is your constitutional right to have your child in school even if they don't have the vaccinations that we all agree typically are good for your child. You can do that, but they don't want us to do that with this COVID vaccine. Why is this different well, than any other vaccine? Well, I mean, speaking of difference, Kira, I'm glad you brought up past vaccines and things like that. Now, I realize people feel strongly about vaccinations in general one way or the other, but we got our kids vaccinated for things that may pose a risk to them. Now, I don't want to sound like some kind of wingnut here, but I always thought that was what you did with vaccinations. I, I don't need to get vaccinated for diseases that don't pose a particular risk to me, do I? When did that change? Right. It, well, technically it hasn't changed, and I think it would behoove people to remember that. But uh, yeah, we don't make our kids get vaccinated for the flu every year before they go to school. That is a completely voluntary vaccination. And COVID should be too. How do we deal with flu in school or in real life? Well, you know, we ask people to stay home when they're sick. We ask people to wash their hands and we encourage people to get their flu vaccinations each year. Not because we think it's a cure, but because we think it will help them and everyone around them. And COVID, as you pointed out, Jesse, it, it's almost zero risk, almost statistically zero risk to children. And if the adults are vaccinated, then I don't see any reason to be worried about the children. There, If you feel, people, if you feel like 
you don't have all the information here and it seems like something is off, but you can't get the right information about it and it just feels, it doesn't feel good to you. It doesn't feel organic. Trust your gut. There's something else going on here. And I, I always believe in following the money. And I, I do think it's because the teachers unions have a lot to financially gain from selling this vaccine to as many people as possible. Aren't they, aren't they playing the short game though, Kira, or am I missing this? Sure. If, if we have these homeschooling numbers that are going up and they're going up across the country, it's not just like it's in these blood red states. Parents are pulling their kids out of schools. Aren't they cutting off their nose to spite their face? Yeah, this is what I can't figure out. I just think that they must think that the money is 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 going to, I guess, bring them more power and then they can squash whatever. I don't know. I don't understand it. But, you know, you shouldn't stop a person from, you shouldn't stop your enemy from cutting off their own hands, you know. And if they want to do this, fine. But absolutely, I mean, I've always said that if just 10% of America falls off of the public school scales and moves to homeschooling, that's a dramatic shift. And I think we're about at 10, we might be close to 15% now that have moved at least out of public into either homeschooling, micro-schooling, or charter schooling. So we're already seeing a dramatic shift. You, you couple that with what's going on across the nation in local school boards where parents are standing up to mask mandates, to CRT, and the teachers unions have gotten themselves into a huge jam. And if you would mind, wouldn't mind me just making a couple of larger connections here. This Please. is why the, the union system is squirming right now. This is why they are trying to jam the PRO Act down our throats, which they have now stuffed into the Infrastructure Act. The PRO Act would basically make your side gigs, side jobs illegal, and you would have to be a double W-2 employee. We have it here in California. It's called AB5. It's what kicked off the election of Recall Newsom. Speaking of which, Teachers unions have thrown in an extra, I think something like $3 million to Newsom's recall campaign. Today, Red State is going to break some stories about what's going on with printing at-home ballots for the recall. Oh, the teachers unions know that if Newsom gets recalled here, that's going to spell certain disaster for California unions. I know, Jesse. We are up against it, and they know it, and that's why, you know, when you sun, when you shine the light on, on an insect, you know, on roaches, they scatter, they squirm, you know, and that's what's happening now. We're watching the union system squirm. They know that they're becoming obsolete, and they're going to fight so hard to the last moment to, to, to not have to progress with the rest of America. So this is where we have to take our stand now. Speaking of teachers' unions, some woman in Rhode Island getting sued. What'd she do? Oh, she... <laughs> this woman wanted to... She just wanted to see the curriculum. She she found out her kid came home, which is this happens a lot. Her kid came home spouting some CRT weirdness. She wanted to know what was going on in the classroom. She called the school. The school said, uh, we, we don't have any CRT curriculum. And she said, well, somebody must because my, my kid has been learning this. So she FOIA'd, she, she got FOIA requests, these are information requests, state requests. Uh, she put those into her local school board. She put those into her local government. I want to see the curriculum. I want to see the lesson plans for what you're teaching my kids. And they have blocked her. They First of all, they, they just told her, oh, we can't find them. And then they told her that it was slow. And then they just told her she can't have them. So she sued. She was like, well, no, I deserve to have these. And they countersued to block her right 
to see uh, critical race theory curriculum because get this, Jesse, they said that she that she as a private citizen has no right to their private communications. They're claiming that the CRT curriculum is private and that's why she can't see it. This is what we're up against. Kira, on a macro level, setting aside all the specific stuff for a second, doesn't it feel like we're pulling apart faster than we were before? I mean, you can argue it's a good thing, you can argue it's a bad thing, whatever you want to argue, but doesn't it feel like as a country, we are pulling apart pretty fast now? It feels that way to me. Yes, and I've been saying this the whole time. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for this because you're not supposed to say this thing these days, but I've been saying this this whole time since we inaugurated Biden. If It feels chaotic right now, doesn't it? Things feel like like there's no one's in charge. That's because no one's in charge, because I don't think Biden really won. And so the American psyche hasn't settled into this presidency because there we have this general sense that no one is really in charge. We're not getting all the information, and we can't really trust the people that are on our TV talking to us. So does it feel like we're falling apart faster than ever? It most certainly does, because that is true. Now, the other thing that's happening is that the Democrats know that they're going to, it's going to be a bloodbath in 2022. If things keep going this way, they're not going to have the White House in 2024. They are trying to get everything done as quickly as possible. And American government does not like to move that quickly. So yeah, it does seem chaotic. And then the other thing that's happening is that the activists are running the, the government agenda rather than the typical slow self-serving politicians in Congress, which we all complain about, but it actually, Congress should be slow. It should not be moving this fast. I know everybody's like, oh, we need to come together and work together in bipartisanship. No, Congress is designed to move slowly. You should not be able to quickly change the laws on Americans. So it does feel chaotic because it is chaotic, but the flip side of that is that we do have an election coming up in 2022. I have firmly believed always that in the end, even if it gets obfuscated once in a while, Americans will have their say and they will have their way. So this is why it's really important for every single conservative Republican voter out there or any Democrat who's just fed up with what's going on to get in the game, draw your lines now, take a stand now and don't move. Like, and forget what people call you and, and what names they call you. Do not move. Stand now. If it feels chaotic, that's the game. So it's not time for us to retreat from that game. It's time for us to start putting up the shields. Is it obfuscated? Obfuscated? I want to start using that word. That's a smart-sounding word. What is the word? I hope nobody corrects me. I think it's obfuscated. Oh, I'm totally using um, that. I'm going to use that later on today. Okay. I'm going to use it later right. on. I'm going to use it next segment in the show and act like I just came up with it. Kira Davis, everybody, go, <laughs> go check out her stuff. She's got breaking today on redstate.com. Thank you, Kira. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Let's not obfuscate the issues. I'm not sure if that's how you use that. Anyway, listen to me. If you dip tobacco, believe me, I'm not judging you. <laughs> dipped for years, even if you smoke, hear me out. The reason all these attempts to quit fail is because you, you're a creature of habit. I'm a creature of habit. And you can't break a habit of throwing a dip in by putting a patch on your arm, by chewing gum, by, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. 
You have to try to break the habit a different way. That's why Jake's Mint Chew works so well. Jake's Mint Chew has no tobacco. It has no nicotine. It doesn't even have sugar, so you don't have to feel bad about it. They have a bunch of different flavors, a long cut and CBD pouches, which I would highly recommend. You want that dip? Trying to quit, but you want a dip, you want one really bad, go get a dip. Make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. That's your path to freedom. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. 10% off. We'll be back. Are you going to be rooting for Team USA? Uh, I don't root for countries. I root for athletes. Will you be rooting for Team USA? I'm going to be rooting for athletes individually. I'm not going to be rooting for any uh, team just because it's some country that I live in. Because the truth is, I shouldn't. patriotism shouldn't be that strong. I'm in this country because I was born in it. And because it gives me some opportunities, it doesn't mean that there aren't things to fix. So I'm not going to root on someone just because they come from the same place as me. I'm not proud to live in a country where I can't even go down my own neighborhood and see people putting up their Blue Lives Matter flags telling me that my life doesn't matter. I just, I root for particular athletes rather than the country as a whole. If you were to ask me in the last administration, maybe not. Now that Biden's in office, you'll root for Team USA. Well, I guess when you say it like that. Oh, man, that last question was just so savage. Joining me now, Ophelia Jacobson. She is a campus reform reporter and also student at the University of Florida. You should be sainted for having to go talk to these idiots. Please tell me it wasn't as bad as that video made it look. Unfortunately, that is the reality of our college campuses. I've talked to hundreds of students with the Leadership Institute's campus reform, and the responses I get just keep on repeating themselves time and time again. And this isn't the first time that I've done a video showcasing just how unpatriotic our American college students are these days. I did a video for the 4th of July asking students if they were proud to be an American. And these college students told me no, flat out that they would move to another country, that they were willing to give up their U.S. citizenship just because of how much they hate the United States of America. And it's sad. You know, my generation, we are the next generation of leaders and we're supposed to be leading this country to greatness. But it begs the question, you know, how are we supposed to be doing that if we're not even patriotic or we don't even believe our country is capable of greatness in the first place? Okay, I'm not at the University of Florida, nor would I ever attend an SEC school, but that's another matter. But I'm not at the University of Florida. You are. How bad is it? What, where are they getting this? Is this the professors or their student groups? If you're that big of a moron, you learned it from someone. Who they learn it from? They're learning it from their professors. We've done multiple articles highlighting just how radical these college course offerings are. You know, we've done stories on, for example, Bard College. They're offering an abolish the police course. So it's no surprise oh, that 49% of millennials now want to defund the police. And college students my age are thinking the same exact thing. And what's interesting is that in these classrooms, they're never going to learn what it's like to not have a police force in the community. They're not going to learn about the increase in crime that's going to be in the community when there's no police officers to help when there's a dangerous threat. And that's another problem that we've been covering is that these students aren't being taught how to critically think for themselves. They're only getting one viewpoint in the classroom. And most of the time, it's that radical viewpoint. Again, defunding the police, abolishing prisons. And even furthermore, you know, we've seen other trends. Go ahead. No, go ahead. 
We've seen other trends of, of, you know, support for socialism gaining traction on college campuses too. And it's the professors who are preaching that socialism is good and capitalism is bad. Do you have good ones, good professors? I mean, I'm trying to gauge because I, I'm obviously older and I couldn't even attend a school right now. I couldn't get in. Uh, uh, do you have professors who are saying the right thing? Is it all the professors? What percentage of the, of the professors are putting this crap out there? Well, I mean, there there are some professors who are really teaching the truth about America. They're teaching the truth about socialism. They're teaching the truth about our law enforcement. But those are few and far between. The majority of our professors on our university campuses are leftists. And that shows because we've done multiple articles highlighting just how much universities are run by the left. Even Harvard put out a survey and showed that less than 3% of their faculty identify as conservative. You know, universities and especially students are all about diversity and equity. But when it comes to diversity of thought, they seem to forget about that completely. So it's no surprise that our universities are run by the left. You can take one step onto a college campus these days and you'll immediately know that our universities are run by liberals. And it shows in the course offerings and the way our students think once they graduate college and in the way the professors are teaching their courses. Every college town has uh, one or two great junk food places where you can get like a triple cheeseburger or a pizza or something like that. What's Florida's? Florida's, I would have to say it's this pizza place um, on the I'm forgetting the name right now, but that's definitely a big hangout spot for all of the Gators there, especially during game day. I know they tore down one restaurant and they're rebuilding it up on another corner for students to eat at. And that won't be open until fall of 2022. Unfortunately, I'll only have one more year left when that reopens. But there's definitely a few spots in Gainesville. Um, it's definitely a college town up there. I like it. All right. Uh, the American flag. I'm going to watch. The, I'm going to show everyone this video, one that may be familiar to you. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the American flag? Shame, honestly. I felt like if I had the American flag and was associated with the American identity, I was associated with like a lot of bigotry and like a lot of racism and sexism and not stuff that I like really would like to think about the American flag symbolizing. So It's a symbol of, of hurt. Um, I'm African-American. Um, my family, uh, you know, really built this country up. It's, it's controversial. <laughs> I want to talk about the racism part of this in particular. Now, uh, college campuses are little heavenly bubbles is what they are, full of beautiful lawns and beautiful buildings and beautiful people and delicious food, as we pointed out. Do these kids genuinely believe this country sucks or is this all performative? Do you think they really believe it? They really do. And I can tell you as a college student myself, when I do these videos, I ask these questions, you know, hoping, you know, expecting the worst because I've done these videos time and time again and I've gotten these responses. And while it is shocking to the average American, we at the Leadership Institute's campus reform, we're not surprised because we get these responses time and time again. It would be some, it would be another story if it was just one or two college students, every other video that we did. But when it's every single college and almost every single college student that we talk to, you know, you start to question yourself, this is how college students are thinking these days. And when you ask these students why they think the way they do, why they believe a certain thing, the thing is they don't know how to back up their claims. 
they're just going along with what they see on social media, what their professors are telling them. And so it's really concerning because, again, these students aren't learning how to critically think for themselves. They're just spewing out these talking points that either they saw in a meme on Instagram or they were scrolling on Twitter and saw a one-liner from Chrissy Teigen or something like that. You know, they're just spewing out these talking points that really don't make any sense, but they have no evidence to back it up. All right, back in April, you got censored. Campus reform got censored because, look, everyone remembers Black Lives Matter. You couldn't walk five steps without getting blasted in the face about something from Black Lives Matter. Their founder, Patrice, what's it, Patrice Collars, you guys did something on her and it got censored. Why would they censor it? Were you vulgar or something? We were not. We simply went to the University of Florida, my campus. I went and I talked to students. I showed them pictures of her beautiful mansions that she spent millions of dollars on. And I asked students, who do you think owns these houses? They were telling me big name politicians, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, you know, maybe Hillary Clinton owned one of them. But when I told them it was the Black Lives Matter co-founder, they were shocked because for months they have been taught to support the Black Lives Matter organization, which is a Marxist organization, might I point out. And she has a lot of, um, you know, influence on college campuses as well. But that's a whole nother story. We did this video hoping to expose the hypocrisy of the Black Lives Matter organization. And we simply just told the truth. We asked students fair questions. We got their candid reactions and we were censored on YouTube. There is a flag on our video for a while where you have you had to accept the flag in order to watch the video and people were commenting saying hey why is this being censored and after 24 hours they luckily took that flag down but it just goes to show the big tech censorship of you know when people actually try to expose the truth and to get college students to critically think for themselves the left doesn't want that and so they immediately shut it down all right (laughs) you put up a tweet about Kamala Harris and I, I want you to tell me right now this was some kind of parody you talked to How many students who didn't know who she was? We talked to four students. We were trying to film a video that is coming out very soon on our YouTube channel, so stay tuned. And we were saying, hey, we're doing a video about Kamala Harris. Would you like to talk about her? Who's that? That was the response that we got from (laughs) four students. Four students did not know who the vice president of this country was. It's, It's embarrassing. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll have you back on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gosh, uh, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? (laughs) This is the state we're in. And remember, remember this. This is important. It's easy, especially when you get older. As you see, I'm going gray. When you get older, it's easy to look at videos like that and say, ah, dumb kids. That's going to be their country. Those are the people who are going to be leading this country eventually. All right, that's enough of that. It's time to lighten the mood. It's a good one. Hang on. But first, do you have our app yet? I've been telling you to get the app. Go download the app. It's a favor to me right now. You will enjoy it. The First TV app. You can watch all of our programs live, or you can watch it on demand. You can get me all day long. What could be better than that? The First TV app. Go. Enjoy. We'll be back. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. You know what I admire? I admire people who take big chances. They dare to do great things. They stand on the bottom of Mount Everest and look up and say, I want to climb to the tallest mountain. So when I saw a man was going to try to use a drone to play basketball like the Green Goblin, I thought, man, 
That is awesome, but boy, was I wrong.